0: You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with Travis Ryer on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Town Square Media Station. WTUG HD2 Northport. W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. This is Southern Fried Sports with Bama Online Senior Analyst, Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: I think I'm gonna put this bottle down I guess as time goes on I'll grow to miss it less than I will now And I think I'm gonna tell her that I'm gonna go
2: It is 11 a.m. on a Friday morning. It is time once again for Southern Fried Sports on your home for University of Alabama Athletics. Tide 100.9 FM. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, part of the 247sports.com network, with you each and every weekday morning from 11 a.m. until noon. The show, as always, brought to you by Peterbrook Chocolatier, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hills section up Tuscaloosa. Still in search for that perfect, absolutely perfect Father Day, Father's Day gift. It's waiting for you right now at Peterbrook Chocolatier, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North. They've got the uh, handprint opportunities for you still with those little ones. You want to put that little one's handprint in white chocolate and then onto a delectable, edible milk chocolate frame. You can still do that at Peterbrook Chocolatier. And then look. Maybe dad loves that chocolate popcorn, the staple, the traditional favorite there at Peterbrook Chocolatier. You can get him a big bucket, just a big, big tub of chocolate popcorn. You know he's going to want to watch the U.S. Open all weekend, all right? Sports in general, that's how he's going to want to spend his Father's Day weekend. So get him a big tub of that chocolate popcorn while you're at it as well. Peterbrook Chocolatier, 1530 McFarlane boulevard north joined on the program by the executive producer southern fried sports jacob harrison and together we combine to form the 60 of sports talk ready you ready for your sports weekend your father's day weekend jacob you ready i am i'm looking
3: forward to father's day this year and uh not that i don't any other year but uh my uh my youngest son gave me an early present he uh hid both of our bed remotes so our bed is permanently shaped <laughs> in a, in a v and uh is not good for sleeping in <laughs>
2: oh oh wow yeah he's something you know he might be he might be the jokester there of the brood uh, of the harrison so uh yeah that's not always a good surprise you know when you can't find the remote at any time it's reason for five alarm panic you know And so uh, we'll see how the rest of the Father's Day weekend goes for all the great dads out there. Certainly hope it's a great one. Hope a lot of you folks on this Friday, it's a maybe it's a payday for you. That'd be a good thing, wouldn't it? Get paid on a Friday going into Father's Day. Yeah. Yeah, we take that. Hey, we're going to get into a huge recruiting weekend at the University of Alabama set for the next few days. Big one. It's a big one. Several official visitors on the football front and an unofficial visitor for the class of 2023 that might just might just dominate the headlines more so than the important pieces to the 2022 class that the Crimson Tide will be hosting over the next couple of days. We'll get into some recruiting talk where Alabama is concerned. We'll get into some father-son and or daughter combos in sports. You got any of those for us? You've got father, son, and or daughter combos in sports history. I can think of a few. Shaquille O'Neal. He's got a couple. He's got a son-daughter combo down in Baton Rouge right now with the LSU Tigers. His daughter, Amira, a preferred walk-on at the, for the LSU women's basketball team, and then his son, Sharif. Uh, A member of Will Wade's men's basketball team there at LSU. You think about Alabama athletics uh, in the past, and some pretty prominent names come to mind. How about John Croyle? Want another son-daughter combo for a former Alabama player? Uh, Brody Croyle, of course, former Alabama quarterback, and daughter Reagan who had married John David Phillips, another former Alabama quarterback. I think John David converted to like safety at some point in his career. Uh, So we're doing father, daughter, and or son combos on a Friday edition of Southern Fried Sports 205-342-9904. That is the Peterbrook Chocolatier studio line. If you'd like to jump on board with us, you can do that. We won't have Charlie Potter today. Charlie taking a much-deserved break. I believe Charlie is over in the Charleston area. So you know Charlie's eating good. He's probably hitting husk. He didn't ask me, okay? He didn't ask me, but I would have advised Taco Boy to just mix it up a little bit. Taco Boy, a good option over in Charleston. I'll tell you something that's underrated about that Charleston area, too, is Mount Pleasant. People overpay for everything in Charleston proper. If you haven't made that trip and you're kind of balling on a budget, Mount Pleasant. Just go across the river there. Go across, I think it's the Ravenall Bridge, it's called. Big bridge, big suspension bridge there. You, You can walk that bridge, by the way. Bike it, walk it, run it, whatever you want to do. Just go on over to Mount Pleasant. You're going to find some better deals on hotels. You're still going to have some great restaurant options over there as well. So we've got you taken care of. When it comes to Charleston, South Carolina. I hope Charlie, Charlie in Charleston on this Father's Day weekend. Hope he enjoys that. But we will check in with Pops coming up later in the program. Pops, of course, looking ahead to next week, it is Palooza. It is Beach Week 2021. You just never know what's going to happen when you get all those Ryers together, sort of in this compound setup on the Atlantic. Ocean shores there and Crescent Beach, Florida, just south of St. Augustine, Florida. So that's coming up next week. We'll get Pops to preview that for us. Give us a little preview, kind of an anticipation of what his behavior will be like this year. You know, Nana, Nana, several years ago, put Pops on the very, very short leash because Pops had this habit of by the end of the day, by, say, nightfall, when you would look at the bottom of his red solo cup, there would be like seven or eight lime wedges, you know, that he would accumulate over the course of the day while he would be out there in the surf fishing. You know, he puts those dead shrimp right in his shorts for his bait. He doesn't uh he doesn't care. He just puts the dead shrimp right in his shorts and then he baits up while he's out there in about knee high water, which for Pops at his height, you know, that's about six inches of water. That's all you gotta get to. Get to pops knees, but uh, you'd look at the bottom of that red solo cup at about seven thirty p.m. Be a eh, seven eight lime wedges and uh, Nana Nana a few years back she put a uh, she put a lime wedge limit. We'll just say on pops, but uh, still a big week for him coming up. You know, what we'll ask pops about too. You've got your sure you saw this in the last day or so. You've got your college football win totals that are out there now. You saw those probably yesterday afternoon drop on your social media timelines. The Caesars Sportsbook by William Hill has offered up their win totals for respective programs around college football. No real surprise to see Clemson and Alabama set at 11 and a half apiece. You know, some people would look at Alabama at 11.5 and and say, man, that might be a little high with everything Alabama loses offensively, but there's also that Bama factor. You know, just this anticipation, this expectation that it's just reload and roll. So 11.5 looks about right. If I were going to set a number for Alabama, I would. Would I go over the 11.5? I probably would because, you know, we're going to be back to a potential of 15 uh, games. Um, but with that, you also have to include the fact that these are based on, when I looked at this a little more closely, these are based on regular season win totals. These do not include conference championship games or bowl games. So when you look at Clemson at 11 and a half over in the ACC, it's it's pretty easy to think the Tigers will or very well could go over, but you got to think about that Georgia game. You know, what if Clemson, if Clemson loses early to Georgia, that 11 and a half is blown away. You take the L real quick. Now, basically, if you're betting Clemson over the 11 and a half, you like Clemson to beat Georgia. If you're going under the 11 and a half, then you think Georgia is going to win that game in Charlotte. That's as simple as that with Clemson, because if Clemson wins that game, and it's very easy to see the Tigers going 12-0 and 0 before the ACC Conference Championship game. For Alabama, um, it, it's it's still pretty – I guess Texas A&M on the road right now would be the swing game that most people would look at, and Alabama's number being at 11 and a half for the regular season. Um, so A&M would be that game. We've talked about it on the program before. Florida might be undervalued a little bit right now on Alabama's schedule. More so because of the timing of that trip. You know, week three, it's early. You do have a lot of turnover on offense. Florida will certainly be better on defense this year. Can't be worse than the Gators were a year ago. So a bounce back year defensively anticipated for Florida. That's gonna be a two thirty game. It's gonna be tougher on the fans than anybody else but uh that one might be of a particular interest too if you're considering going over the 11 and a half for Alabama now Alabama in the regular season of late hasn't had really much of a problem you know getting to say Atlanta undefeated did it just this past season I guess not necessarily 11 and 0 but got there 10 and 0 before beating the Florida Gators to get to 11 and 0 so you know, those are some of the things you're anticipating. Some of the factors you have in play. I guess Ohio State has Oregon in the non-conference. Uh, Ohio State at 11 for its win total. You got to beware. We told you many, many times. These hooks, these hooks can be awfully nasty. These 11 and a and these 10 and a And you got Miami at nine and a half. Little surprised to see. How about Texas A&M at nine and a half? You know. Maybe the belief in the Aggies isn't as strong on all fronts uh, as you were led to believe. You would have thought, based on the buzz coming out of last season and sort of this anticipation that A&M in year four under Jimbo Fisher would be ready to not only make a run at a Southeastern Conference Championship, a Western Division Championship, getting Alabama and College Station, but also a run at a national championship, but they're the Aggie sit at nine and a half. And when I think about the non-conference schedule, I think A&M goes to Colorado early. I mean, it's not like A&M's playing Clemson like it did a few years back uh, in the non-con. You've got Iowa State at nine and a half, Wisconsin at nine and a half, a lot in that group at nine and a half. We'll get into more of the SEC teams as we move throughout the program as well. The Georgia Bulldogs at 10.5. So, Georgia, maybe not a bad pick to go over the 10.5 because you've got some leeway there. You've got a little bit of a cushion to work with with that Clemson game. If Georgia loses that Clemson game, still can get over the 10.5. We're going to step aside for a first break and we come back. More of a Friday edition of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide, 100.9 FM right after this. Touchdown,
0: Alabama wins. The Alabama, Alabama football, football countdown, countdown clock is driven by, by. Crawford Insurance, Tuscaloosa's low-cost auto insurer. Call 752-6489 for a free quote today.
1: Well done, well done. There, are
0: there are there are there are seventy-eight days until Alabama football. That's- Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot afternoon, the sky partially sunny, the high today 93. Clouds thicken tonight, the low at 70. Tomorrow cloudy, rain becoming widespread. That rain can be heavy at times by tomorrow night. A high tomorrow in the upper 70s at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com. Or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The
2: 79 years old today is Paul McCartney your favorite Beatle was it John was it George maybe Ringo really can't go wrong with the fab four right I guess for me it's still George Harrison though you know just subdued kind of in the background Ringo and Paul, of course, still banging around. 79 years old, Sir Paul McCartney today. 205 342 9904. That is the Peterbrook Chocolatier Studio line. If you'd like to jump on board with us, we'd love to hear from you. We're talking some college football win totals that have been released for the upcoming 2021 CFB season. Coastal Carolina. Not expected to be a sort of flash in the pan. The Clears 11 the total for Coastal Carolina for the upcoming season where wins are concerned. Uh, Cincinnati, kind of likewise. A New Year's Six participant lost that heartbreaker to Georgia in the Peach Bowl. The Bearcats have their numbers set at 10. So what about Gus Malzahn? It's not like Gus is just going to sneak into Orlando. UCF in year one under Gus Malzahn, a win total of nine and a half. So some interesting numbers on this list. Some numbers that I think you could associate to the hot seat-ometer for some coaches as well. Let's say like, well, let's say Ed Orgeron at LSU. I think there's some real value in this because I'm much on that Tiger bandwagon. LSU sitting there at eight and a half. I think that's low. But so many of these early season games are going to impact how these numbers play out ultimately. And for LSU, it's the trip to UCLA. They lose that game to UCLA, it gets a little dicey. And if LSU goes under the eight and a half, as Ed Orgeron, just from a football perspective, forget about everything else that's going on in Baton Rouge with the university and the athletic department and the football team specifically, is under eight and a half enough for Ed Orgeron to come back? Might be tough, might be tough. I think for Florida, I think for Dan Mullen, there's also some coaches regardless of where they're at. I think you can almost set the win total for that team that they're coaching at the same number, and it doesn't really matter much. I think Dan Mullen, if you're talking win totals, whether or not it was at Mississippi State or now at Florida, which Florida fans don't want to hear this, but Florida's sitting there at nine. With their win total for the upcoming season. Florida fans, they don't like that so good. Florida fans, and I think they're right in feeling this way. Florida fans think they should be right there with Georgia in all of these kind of numbers. Georgia's at ten and a half, right? For its win total for the upcoming season. Florida fans thinking, why are we a win and a half less than Georgia in year four under Dan Mullen? And Georgia has to see Clemson. I think Florida, Florida sees South Florida. Florida goes to Tampa to take on South Florida, who was awful last year. And still, still the Gators are winning a half less. And I understand Alabama, Florida sees Alabama in the crossover. I don't think Georgia's challenge is quite as big in a crossover matchup. Doesn't see Alabama from the West. Doesn't see LSU. Florida sees LSU. So the crossover aspect of this certainly not favorable to Florida in 2021. Let's go to the Peterbrook Chocolate Studio Line right now. Check in with Lewis on a Friday. Lewis, how you doing?
3: I'm doing good, Travis. Uh, I have a football question for you, but since it's Sir Paul's birthday, very briefly, let me just say, when I was a student at Lipscomb University in Nashville, I found out where McCartney. And Wings was recording on Music Row, which was Sound Shop Studios. And I wow. got to hang out and talk to him several times. He was as nice as he could be to the fans. You know, he has that charming personality, and it, that's really the way he was. But it's funny, he drove up one day with Linda sitting beside him in a rental car, and he had the drums in the back seat of the car. So another guy and I carried Paul's drums in for him. So I can say I kind of wrote these for him for about 20 minutes, <laughs> and we leaned up against the studio wall with our ears up against the wall. Of course, the fans weren't allowed to go in the studio, but they cut Junior's Farm on those drums, and the band showed up and they cut that song that that actually ended the night. But it was a, an experience. I'm telling you, Sir Paul rocked.
2: That's an awesome story, man. That's a a one-of-a-kind story you've got, Lewis. And he's always seemed like the more accessible, uh, most accessible. Obviously, we lost George and John far too soon. But just in terms of his personality, what we see anyway from Paul McCartney, it it, it lends you to believe that's the kind of guy he really is. And, And your story there seems to more than reaffirm that for us what's the football question you got for us lewis
3: well it's not about the sec or or anything but you know how slow the ncaa is moving on things when people get in trouble how much trouble is herm Edwards in with uh his program with this scandal that's kind of breaking and i wondered if you might address that and i'll let you go have a great weekend travis love the show
2: Thank you, Lewis. We always appreciate the phone call. We talked about the Arizona State situation in depth yesterday with Brent Beard on the program, and still early. And if you're waiting on a swift and decisive action from the NCAA, don't hold your breath. I think that's the one thing we sort of can count on in situations like this, that it isn't going to be a case or a scenario, a situation that's wrapped up quickly um you know it doesn't involve it doesn't seem at least now there's people out west i say this because there's also the narrative out there well it doesn't involve improper benefits you know guys weren't getting cars money um but now you're also hearing that maybe some unofficial visits were were financed i guess we could say Uh, So some of that's starting to blow around, and I I have a a source out in the pac 12 that when this broke with the Arizona State situation and the alleged alleged violations in relation to uh, the dead period based on COVID-19, I I had a source tell me this is – they say specifically that Herm and Antonio Pierce – Herms, defensive coordinator, recruiting coordinator at ASU, this is is a drop in the bucket for what's been going on at Arizona State. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't count on anything quick coming down the pike from the NCAA. It's hard to say in terms of the severity of potential sanctions and things like that. You know, I would think recruiting violations are recruiting violations. You know, if you're actively orchestrating visits – and meetings with recruits during a dead period for all dead periods in the midst of a pandemic, a global pandemic, I still would think you could get hit pretty hard by college athletics governing body. I don't know that for certain. Uh, you also heard from, did you see where Keyshawn Johnson, uh, now of ESPN, obviously has worked with Herm Edwards in the past at, at ESPN, Antonio Pierce as well. Uh, Keyshawn came right out and said he believes the anonymous whistleblower in that whole situation at Arizona State is Kevin Mawai, the former LSU offensive lineman, I believe. Kevin Mawai, uh, outstanding offensive lineman for years in the National Football League and had worked or played under Herm in the past and was an offensive analyst at Arizona State for three years and they had the offensive line job at ASU come open. And Kevin Mowai figured he was going to be promoted to the offensive line job. It didn't happen. Herm went another direction with that hire. Uh, Mawai moved on. and But since in the aftermath of all these allegations, Keyshawn Johnson came right out and said, it's Kevin Mowai <laughs> who blew the whistle because – among other things, he's not happy about getting passed over for the Arizona State offensive line job. So there you go. We'll see how it plays out, though. 205-342-9904. We're talking father, son, and or daughter combinations in sports. You know, Alabama, we've talked about, has had a few. The, the more recognizable, uh, the Croils, the Castiles with uh, Jeremiah, uh, Tim, Caleb, Simeon Castile, Bobby Humphrey, Marlon Humphrey. Right now, Jeff Torrance, former Alabama linebacker. His daughter, Jayla, is a pitcher for Patrick Murphy's softball team at the University of Alabama. You've also had, where the Alabama softball program is concerned, Callie Case, I guess six, seven years ago now. Years just fly by, don't they? Scott Case, the former Atlanta Falcon defensive back, played 11, 12 years in the National Football League. His daughter, Callie, was a, uh outfielder, I believe, primarily for Patrick Murphy's softball team at Alabama. So you can go a number of different directions with the father-daughter thing. Ken Griffey Sr., Ken Griffey Jr., obviously, would be at the top of those lists, I would think. So uh, we're trying to pay tribute to the dads on this Friday as we head into A Father's Day weekend. We're going to step aside for another break. When we come back, we'll get into some U.S. Open talk. Round one of the 121st playing of the U.S. Open Championship wasn't a great opening round for the Alabama contingent. We'll talk about that. Maybe what needs to happen today for one or two of these guys with UA affiliations to make the cut for the weekend. We'll get into that when Southern Fried Sports returns
0: on Tide 100.9 FM right after this. You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with BamaOnline.com senior analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Now somewhere in the black mining hills of Dakota there lived a young boy named Rocky Raccoon. Uh, And one day his woman ran off with another guy hitting young Rocky in the eye Rocky didn't like that he said I'm gonna get that boy so one day he walked into town booked himself a room in the local saloon Rocky Raccoon checked into his room only to find Gideon's Bible Rocky had come Equipped with a gun To shoot off The legs of his Rival His rival It seems Had broken his dreams By stealing The girl of his Fancy Her name Was McGill And she called herself Lil Whatever
2: She and her man who called him back with more of a Friday edition of Where Southern Pride Sports right here on Tide 100.9 FM. Travis Ryer, senior analyst for BamaOnline.com, with you weekdays from 11 a.m. until noon. The show, as always, brought to you by Peter Brook Chocolatier, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North, in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa, as we alluded to. As we went to our last break there, the U.S. Open continues on. Round two play today out at Torrey Pines Golf Course in the San Diego area. A little bit of a rough start for the Alabama guys yesterday. Justin Thomas, two over 73. And by the way, that's 73. That two over is looking better as the morning wave out in California pushes through their second round because uh, he's currently tied for 49th and won't fire a shot in anger for another 40 minutes or so. Justin's set to go off at one, excuse me, 12.14 Central time, so JT will get his round underway off the first tee there at Torrey Pines. Davis Shore and Wilson Fuhrer, teammates at Alabama. Similar rounds yesterday. Shore with a 5-over-76. Wilson Fur with a 6-over-77. So going to have to you know, do a little work. Going to have to do a little work. Going to have to play a couple 3-under maybe to make the weekend cut. And then and Robbie Shelton, the other professional in the event with University of Alabama ties. 7-over-78 seven for Robbie in round one. He'll tee off. Here in the next 16 minutes or so, 15, 16 minutes, Robbie Shelton set to go off the back nine uh, in just a little bit. So there you go. There's your Alabama update at the U.S. Open. Again, though, not a lot of guys early today blowing it up out there. In fact, Hideki Matsuyama, the reigning Masters champion, off to a rough start this morning. At last check through six holes, Matsuyama is five over already on his round. Two under 69 for the Masters champ yesterday, but a rough, rough start to his second round. So we'll see. Maybe the scores are going to balloon. Wind blows out there on the banks of the Pacific Ocean. You never know. You never know. John Rahm off to a solid start. No rust effects from the COVID that cost John Rahm the Memorial Championship title and the 1.6 million that would have come with it. John Rahm with a two under 69 yesterday. He's even par today through six holes, so he sits at two under for the tournament, which right now puts him two back of one of the first round leaders, Russell Henley. Russell Henley with a very very tidy four under 67 yesterday. Henley will go off the back nine here in the next 30 minutes or so. Louis Oosthazen, one of those co-leaders from yesterday. Uh, he's one over through six and three under for the tournament. If you're wondering about Brooks Kepka, two under yesterday, 69. He'll tee off here in the next 30. Well, he goes with JT. So 30, 35 minutes or so. Brooks Kepka in that group with Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa. Roy McElroy in good shape. Roy didn't blow himself out of it in round one. He shot a one under 70 on Thursday. He's even par through his first five holes today. So he currently sits three back of the lead. 205-342-9904. You got the College World Series cranking up this weekend. Boy, Arkansas, Arkansas left the door open. Didn't it? The Razorbacks dropping that Super Regional over the weekend. They're in uh, Fayetteville with NC State going into Baum Walker Stadium and knocking off the nation's number one seed for the uh, for the uh, baseball postseason NCA Regional Tournament, NCA Tournament. So what you're going to have now. Tomorrow, the 2021 College World Series gets underway with Stanford taking on Arizona. Excuse me, Stanford and NC State. That's a one central first pitch. That game will air on ESPN. Then you're going to have Vanderbilt, one of the SEC teams looking to take advantage of Arkansas's misstep. Vanderbilt will take on Arizona tomorrow night. That's a 6 p.m. first pitch, also ESPN. And then Sunday, you're going to have more SEC. Tennessee will take on a Cinderella of sorts in Virginia at 1 p.m. on Father's Day. And then later that evening, Mississippi State. Mississippi State, one of the more amazing stats in collegiate athletics. Mississippi State, unless I missed one, has never won a national championship in any team sport. Any. Baseball basketball, football, track, golf, softball, soccer, you name it. And you would think this is the sport that the Bulldogs would get it done because they love their baseball in Starkville. And it won't be an easy opening game draw because Texas, if you were going to have favorites of the eight teams that made it to Omaha, Texas, Tennessee, Vanderbilt would be, in some form or fashion, your top three. And then you would get into that next tier of, say, Mississippi State, Arizona, Stanford, and then you'd have the ACC teams, NC State, Virginia, probably 7-8, NC State, Virginia, 7-8. That's how that would round out those eight teams if we were talking favorites. For the 2021 college world series going to step aside for our final break. When we come back it's Friday and we're thinking pops has got the yard work pretty much under control going into the weekend. He better he's headed to the beach next week. We'll get the Ryer Palooza outlook from pops. We'll also talk some college football win totals with the old man himself when Southern fried sports presented by Peter Brook chocolates here returns on a Friday right
0: after this. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot afternoon, the sky partially sunny, the high today 93. Clouds thicken tonight, the low at 70. Tomorrow cloudy, rain becoming widespread. That rain can be heavy at times by tomorrow night. A high tomorrow in the upper 70s at 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 87 degrees in Tuscaloosa flagship station for alabama crimson tide football alabama touchdown only on tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app
1: when you were young and your heart was an open book you used to say Let die. Let, die. Let, die. let die
2: back with more of a Friday edition of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide 100.9 FM it's that time on Friday when we go to the Peterborough Chocolatier studio line at 205 342 nine nine zero four and check in on pops paul mccartney sir paul mccartney today pops turned 79 years old
4: i don't want to hear that man
2: and you don't think that's good news for you
4: I'd no say. no that means i'm right there too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right behind him
2: you've already told us though you've exceeded your self-predicted oh, lifespan yeah. by probably 15 20 years right
4: I, uh, I, I never thought I'd see seventy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've, I've been lucky enough to somehow hang in there. But I sure didn't think I would.
2: Pops, who is your who is your favorite Beatle?
4: Of the four. My favorite. I always liked uh, Ringo.
2: You're a Ringo guy. Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, um, I like Paul he's
2: Clarkson. a character. He's a character.
4: And John Lennon, I I, I like John Lennon until he married what's her name? Yoko you know? Ono. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I like you blame Do you blame her for
2: breaking up the Beatles, Pops? She you think she's oh, the yeah. one that, that oh,
4: fractured yeah. the whole thing. Oh, she just, it was terrible. Yeah. Terrible.
2: Not a big fan of her music, I bet, either, Pops. No, no. Not at all. Mm. Not at all. Let the record show, Pops, not a big Yoko fan that's something else we haven't unearthed over these last five years you know pops we've been doing this show five years did you know that do what now we've been doing this together on this show this show's been around five years now almost You're to the kidding. day it's just, yeah. it
4: doesn't seem that that long does it yeah
2: yeah Dang. well to the listeners it probably does but you and me, me it doesn't. <laughs> well, wow that's unreal Yeah, I don't know. Do I have to buy you like a service time watch or something? You know, like you got it, like you got from the CWA local back in the day. Did did you get a watch uh, for service time, pops?
4: I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Okay. You know, yeah. I don't pay much attention to the years anymore.
2: You just don't do it.
4: No, not at all. I don't. I don't even keep a watch on my wrist.
2: You know, you're not a big birthday guy yourself.
4: No. Not at all. Nana I think I got that from that, you, pops. You know you know, oh, God.
2: Yeah. I think it's silly. I think birthdays. I think birthdays. Once you get beyond the age of, say, what, twenty one. Yeah, twenty one's a big one. What, once you get past twenty
4: one, nobody, nobody cares. Nobody cares about your birthday. You know? yeah. Yeah. I mean, Demon Nettie. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Women are I just on these, a different. I don't know.
2: Well, and it's almost like jerseys. For grown people, you know, I I can almost I can get a woman wearing a, a football jersey, you know.
0: Yeah it's the yeah, grown right, men. I right. you know,
2: it's kind of the same way with birthdays. I, I know guys though that celebrate the hell out of their birthdays, you know, have their know, you know, I line up
4: their own parties, you know, hey, and everything else. Whitey goes and buys gifts for himself all the time.
2: Your pal you know? Whitey? Whitey,
4: hey. yeah. It's my birthday. I mean, it's unreal. Yeah, I mean I've I never it went myself, to the but, You know, they each and his and her because own. It was my birthday. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never done, never will do it. Yeah. It ain't gonna happen.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the whole Jersey thing on grown men. You know, I don't get that either. But I'm fifty two <laughs> years old. I,
4: yeah. Like I say, I I might wear a T-shirt with a small number on the sleeve or something. You know. But yeah. I've never bought. A team official
2: team jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm bad about? If you're sitting in my section and you're like 38, and you got on, you know, like a uh, Trevor Lawrence jersey. I'll yeah. I'll call you Trevor the whole game. Hey Trev, the whole game. You know? yeah, Trevor. Send the send the beer guy up, Trev, when you're yeah. done with him.
4: <laughs> bad about. I don't that, know. Pops. Thank God everybody's not like me. That's
2: all. Oh, exactly. I yeah. feel the same way. Yeah. Same here, Pops. Yeah. So, Pops, um, we've got these college football win totals for the 2021 season. And your Florida Gators, according to Vegas, the win total has been set for the Florida Gators at nine wins in 12 oh, games. God. Would that be satisfactory to you, Pops? A nine oh, it, and three it, it would
4: season be for, for me. Your I, I don't. I don't. I. I know they got talent down there, but we get, you know, the quarterback position, we don't have the experience back there. Uh, um, mm-hmm. so but I, this I is mean, the Florida that's... Gators, Pops. These I are know, the Florida I Gators. Know. What are we and, talking and Dan, about here? Dan Mullen I mean, is making here's all that what money Dan Mullen, Dan Mullen, Mullen has conditioned
2: state. you people to Mississippi State standards. That's
4: what he's done. He's <laughs> conditioned
2: you. <laughs> You've been conditioned. Yes. Yes, he has. And you're not very
4: conditionable,
2: no. As most no, people no. would attest to. Now, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys who's got to win
4: every game. I mean, yeah. If we do, we do. We don't. I mean, I, I, uh, I just like to be able to compete. That's all. <sighs> you
2: know. And nobody gets hurt. Everybody nobody has a good time. Hurt.
4: That's exactly pops, right. Pops, what happened to you? What happened to you, pops? Old Where's age, pops? I think. <laughs> I used. If I lost, I used to – I couldn't sleep for a week, you know. Yeah. Nowadays, it has no effect on me.
2: <laughs> what What do you think Stephen or Spurrier would say if, hey, Coach, Vegas oh, says I you're going to win nine games this year?
4: Oh, God, it hasn't fit. It yeah. hasn't fit. Got to win Dude, the national championship.
2: I just think it's the Dan Mullen number. I think when Vegas looks at any team Dan Mullen coaches, for the most part, they got nine wins.
4: That's, that's basically
2: right. Yeah. Nine I, win coach. Is that what Vegas is telling us? And you're he's going into year four, Pops. <laughs> you know? It's
4: true, though. It's true. It's mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. same way with Smart. Smart's the same coach.
2: Well, Kirby's at least set at 11 and a half. I mean, 10 and a half,
4: Pops. 10 and he's a half. And a half. ahead. And, and watch him. He won't win those, he won't be a, 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 a 10 and a half. He doesn't. To, have going to be interesting. To see how he does too. Kirby, does I like the quarterback he's found and wound that up with by the end of the year last year. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't think Kirby has the crossover difficulty though. I mean, I'll say this for Dan: he's got to play Alabama and LSU this year. Yeah. On the yeah. other side, Kirby doesn't have that. Kirby's got Auburn, you know, which is transitioning to yeah. a brand new head coach, and there's right. not much in the way of expectations for that team yeah. at all.
4: No, I agree. But but Alabama and LSU, even though uh, you know uh, LSU doesn't bother me that much. But if you are they are they playing in Baton Rouge?
2: Yeah, it should are. be Baton Rouge, right? Because uh I, I LSU so.
4: upset uh, LSU upset you in Gainesville right in before Gainesville. the SEC
2: championship game. Yeah,
4: and so I mean they're they'll have their hands full in. Bad
2: Rouge, too, mm-hmm. you know. Auburn, by the way, has a win total of seven. seven. So that's a nice that's a nice low bar for Brian Harson in year yeah. one. Yeah. And you got a veteran quarterback. I mean, if Bo Nix is legitimately an SEC quarterback, you gotta
4: win more than seven, don't you?
2: I'm not in year I'm three not, with him that, behind. Well seven. that's
4: that's where the problem is. I don't know if he's a legitimate Yeah. SEC well, I don't think Vegas thinks he is either with that number. I, well, I mean, I hate to knock the guy, I really do, but uh, uh, I mean, he came in with all this, and and he does look good on certain certain days, but most days mm-hmm. he's average, you know. Mm-hmm. But he can yeah. I mean, he can look like an SEC quarterback, but I don't know if he can do it for nine games or seven. Seven is is probably being uh, generous.
2: Generous, yeah. yeah. We're
4: talking father, son, and or
2: daughter combos today. So you got Patrick and Bonix from the yeah. Al uh from the Alban yeah. perspective. And you know who's in Tuscaloosa this uh this Father's Day coming up? You know who's Do gonna that. be there? Uh you're gonna have Arch Manning, son of Cuppa, son of Cuppa Manning, and nephew of Eli and Peyton. <laughs> Gonna be a junior in high school this year, pops. Everybody already after Arch Manning, grandson really? of your guy. Yeah, Well,
4: yeah. I I like Peyton Manning. I thought he he carried himself real well in, mm-hmm. in, in professional football, and still does. Uh, even though he played for Tennessee and beat the crap yeah. out of Florida every year. But, uh, they beat Florida. Tennessee never beat
2: Florida with Peyton Manning. Pops Spurrier rolled they them every Florida year. They beat Florida at Florida one year.
4: Peyton Manning and, and never playing, beat Florida, Pops. He pop beat Alabama.
2: Yeah. You
4: know,
2: I'm beat Alabama be pretty good. good.
4: Yeah. That day, I didn't like him very much,
2: but he directed the band, Pops. Well, he, yeah, he directed the band up there and
4: all that. How stuff.
2: did he conduct himself then, Pops? <laughs> Conducted the band for crying out loud at Legion Field. Yeah,
4: he not only can quarterback, he's also the band conductor. Uh huh. Exactly. Hey, pops, you
2: got beach weekend coming up. Are you still on lime wedge restriction from Nana? Nana, Nana kind of cut back on your lime wedges that you're allowed to amass over the course of a day down there <laughs> at the Beach.
4: I, I say that till I cross that bridge. You know. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of dead shrimp need, in your pockets this one, week. That's what I'll, I'll. I'll. We'll have a confrontation. Uh huh. You know that red
2: solo cup <laughs> and that koozie and a pocket <laughs> full of dead shrimp with a rod and reel in his hand. That's pops. There
4: next you go. Week. That's all mm-hmm. I need right there. Mm-hmm.
2: Which dinner night? Because Nana's a real stickler for the different dinner nights that oh, she assigns to the different condos. That, drives,
4: that drives Which me dinner crazy
2: night? Too. Which dinner night are you most looking forward to at Rye Palooza?
4: Probably Martin's.
2: (laughs) You like going to Martin's, yeah? Steak and lobster night. Flagler (laughs) Beach, pops.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You go down there with Whitey. Yeah,
4: yeah. steak, and lobster—you can't beat it. Surf and turf.
2: You've taken in this grandson of yours that's in from Montana. The last couple of days, has he conducted himself well?
4: Yeah, uh, he just got up. He just he just walked out of the bedroom. <laughs> he doesn't
2: uh, he doesn't go to bed early. That one <laughs> and that haircut pops that he
4: needs. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get well, tangled up if he's not careful.
2: Well, where you look, he blends in. He looks like Ronnie Van Zandt. He I Looks know, like Ronnie Van Zandt reincarnate. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That Montana Well, like it's the west side. What can I tell you?
4: Uh-huh. All <laughs> right, Pops. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. We'll talk to you later.
2: There he goes, Pops, on a Friday. That's going to do it for Southern Pride Sports. Thanks to Jacob Harrison. Thanks to Pops. Thanks to you. Lunch whistle on a Friday. Southern Alehouse, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North. Be sure to get by there. So many great options. Lunch, dinner. You name it. Full bar, crap brews. They've got it all. Eat Southern, drink Southern, be Southern at Southern Ale House. Have a great weekend, everybody. You used to say.